Welcome back to another Saturday episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. NFL Week 3. I got NFL Week 3 predictions. Week 3 is big. I can't wait. We got some, we got some great games for, the, uh, for Week 3 this week. I mean, boy, oh, boy. We have some great games. We got Baltimore and Kansas City. We got uh, Dallas and Seattle. Green Bay and New Orleans. We got some really good games to really look forward to. Some Super Bowl contenders, hopefully, uh, playing against each other. We had we got some important games. Uh, we're gonna talk some NBA playoffs. I got a LeBron topic for you guys. Um, the, Le- the the LeBron fans are gonna love it. The LeBron haters are gonna hate it. Uh, <laughs> but um, we got a lot to get into. Baseball play, uh, you know, baseball. Has their postseason about to start? The baseball postseason is about to start. MLB playoffs. Um, so we got a lot to get into today. Let's start it up. Let's start it up. Start me up. We got a lot to get into today, guys. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So before I even dive into it, just want to give some shout outs to everybody that's listening. Uh, shout out to the first time listeners. Shout out to the uh, the listen. The shout out to the listenership that has been listening regularly to the podcast. Shout out to all the DSPs that you guys are listening from. Uh, continue to support. Continue to spread the word. Um, so let's get into it, okay? <laughs> um, LeBron in Game Four. Uh, statistically, he didn't have like, he didn't have a 35 point triple double or anything like that. The Lakers still won. Uh, Anthony Davis played phenomenal. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, it seemed like he couldn't miss in the first half. Still wasn't grabbing rebounds, but so forth. But LeBron, game four, right? Once again, I always talk about this when... I've been talking about this for the entire season, but even before the season started and dating back to last year, I always have told you guys, LeBron is the best player in basketball, and I'm not even sure who's second. That's up for you guys to argue. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue with you guys to figure out who's second and third and so forth. All I know is LeBron is still, year 17, still the best player in basketball. So, you know, your KD fans, your Kawhi lovers, your Clipper lovers. And I I like KD and I like Kawhi. They're great. They're pretty good. But there's a gap. Let's be realistic. There's a gap between LeBron and whoever you think the second best player is. 
Once again, I reiterate it again. You can argue who you think is second and third best and who's top five, top ten. I'll leave it up to you. But LeBron is, LeBron is the best player in basketball. <laughs> in year 17, once again, there is a gap. And that gap is still, still pretty distant. And who do you know, year 17, uh, LeBron says in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, Jamal Murray is starting to get hot. It seems like Jamal Murray is about to go on one of those tears again. It seems like he about to have he he's about to have one of those fourth quarters again. And LeBron said, "Nope, nope, I got him. I'm gonna defend him." And you guys are gonna say, "Oh, well, when Jamal Murray got to the rim, he LeBron fouled him." Okay. Okay. He fouled him. He probably did. Looking at the play, and, they, and of course, I got the play on my screen. I'm looking at the play as we speak. Yeah, he probably did foul him. So, Jamal Murray took five of his shots. Went 0 for 6 down the stretch when LeBron was guarding him. Okay, you point out that one play. What about the other shots that he missed? Did LeBron foul him on that shot? No, he didn't. Okay. So, you know. But... And that's besides the point, but it just it just shows you how great LeBron is and why he's still why he's still the best he's still the best player in basketball. Uh, LeBron locked him up down the stretch in the fourth quarter. LeBron locked he locked he locked Jamal Murray up, and this is not the first time I've seen LeBron James do that. Uh, about mm, I don't know ten years ago, LeBron did it to Derrick Rose. Remember in the Eastern Conference Finals. Derrick Rose MVP year. I mean, Derrick Rose was so explosive, so unstoppable. I mean, especially around the rim, his finishing ability. We have never we we at that time we had never seen it before from a point guard. And LeBron, the fourth quarters of those Eastern Conference of that Eastern Conference final series, locked them down. He shut them down. I've seen LeBron do this to Tony Parker in the NBA Finals on a couple occasions. I've seen LeBron do this on numerous occasions. But still, a year in year 17, I know you guys, I know some of you guys will get mad that I, that I keep saying that year 17, but it's really important to point out. Because still in year 17, he's still doing this. He's still like Jamal, like, think about it. Jamal Murray, let's let's be honest. Let's let's have a real let's have a one-on-one real talk about this right now. Jamal Murray in the bubble it, throughout the playoffs. Jamal Murray's been one of the hottest players in the playoffs, if not arguably the hottest. Since the playoffs have started and the U and the Denver Nuggets were down 3-1 to the Utah Jazz, Jamal Murray has been out of his mind, and he's rightfully a great player. He's an emerging star in this. Uh, he's an emerging superstar in this league, rightfully so, and he's definitely made a name for himself. And it seems like he's he's starting to be a little bit more consistent. But the, he he was. I mean, Jamal Murray was. He had a field day on the Clippers last series. Kawhi couldn't. Kawhi wasn't doing that. Kawhi would, Kawhi didn't do what LeBron did in the fourth quarter of Game Four. Kawhi was just letting Jamal Murray go berserk. And Kawhi is supposed to be the, the best perimeter defender in the league. 
Kawhi's supposed to be the best two-way player in the league. And he, he, he couldn't find a way to stop Jamal Murray. He barely could find a way to stop Luka Doncic, if you want to be honest. So, like, and, and, and I always say this. I always, when, I, when I'm talking about LeBron and Jordan, um, I always say, like, in the early 90s and even up to the late 90s when Jordan, stopped, when Jordan won his last championship, even in the early '90s, all the way, all, like all the way through Jordan's championship years, the the second best player. I mean, you could argue it was Charles Barkley, it was Hakeem Olajuwon, it was uh, Karl Malone. You can argue that if you all you want, but the gap between Michael Jordan and the second best player was was as was as wide as the Atlantic Ocean. And I, it's the same thing with LeBron. It's been, it's been, and it's been, it's if you want to be honest, it's been this way for a very long time. This, the 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 gap between LeBron and whoever you think the second best player in the in the league is, it's as wide as the Atlantic Ocean. Simple as that. Simple as that. Um, and you know, and, and you know, the he hasn't. LeBron hasn't had like. And I, I hear, I, you know, I see these people all the time on, on internet, on Instagram, or Twitter, and say, oh, Anthony Davis is the best player on the Lakers. And I'm like, do you watch the games? Do, do, do you watch the games? Like, I get it. Anthony Davis is talented. He, you could probably make an argument. Anthony Davis is the most talented player in basketball. But at times, Anthony Davis shies away from the big moment. Now, I know he had a, he, I know he had a big time shot. I gave him props for that. I give him props to that. But does he really elevate others around him? Does he make others better around him? I, and, and it's a little bit difficult to do that when you're a big, um, like you could attract double teams when you're, in, when you're on the post, but it's a bit difficult to do that. Um, think about this. Half of Anthony Davis' points come from off of LeBron's assists. So even with Anthony Davis, as talented as he is, LeBron still elevates him and make him a better player. I'm not saying I'm not saying Anthony Davis can't do the same thing for LeBron, but it rarely happens. And also, I seen I seen Anthony Davis in New Orleans for for six or seven years. Did he really elevate others in New Orleans? Did he make others better in New Orleans? I, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying he can't, but I just haven't seen him do it to the level that LeBron can do it, or even close. I, I just haven't seen, I just haven't experienced him doing that. So when people say, "Oh, Anthony Davis is the best Laker," I just roll my eyes because I'm like, first, you either don't watch the games, and then secondly, ask yourself this question: the, Does does Anthony Davis make others better? Does he create shots for others? And he and once again, he can. But does he do it on a consistent basis? Because I seen him in New Orleans and he didn't do it. He wasn't great at it. And that's no that's no knock to Anthony Davis. But even think about the league's MVP, the league's back-to-back MVP, to, to in fact. And Giannis. Giannis, you know, he, he's been the Eastern Conference for seven years. And I don't want to be too hard on the, on Giannis because get this. I, you know, I think people are a little bit too harsh about with this Giannis situation in Milwaukee. 
We live in such a microwave society. That's what I call it, a microwave society. Because we want things quick, quick, fast, in a hurry. We want things to warm up quickly, as, as quick as possible. I call it a microwave society. And Giannis, he's only 25, 26. Winning championships and having uh, success in the in the postseason, it takes time. It, you, for most superstars, it takes time and years of grooming. But also, Giannis has been in the Eastern Conference for seven years now, and he only has three playoff series wins. I, it's just the fact of the matter. I mean, it, it, that's what I'm saying. If you think Giannis is the second best player, or if you think Giannis is truly the MVP, or if you think Giannis is the guy to take the throne for LeBron? Just think about this. He's been he's been in the Eastern Conference for seven years. He has three playoff series wins. Three. Three playoff series wins. Three of them. And got knocked out by the Heat. That's and that's no knock to the Heat, but it is it's the fact of the matter. He got knocked out to the Heat and his and his team actually won a game without him in that series. That's all I'm saying. That, that, that's, that's all I try to gravitate towards when I'm talking about LeBron and him being just the best player. Because it's, it's true. He's the best player and there's a gap. There's a gap. He's great with chemistry. I talked about, I've been talking about chemistry with this Laker team all year long. I've been talking about it. Because this is, this is, a, I mean, this is a new Laker team. The players from la- the only players on that's on this team from that was from on that was on last year's team was Rondo, LeBron, JaVel McGee, Kyle Kuzma. Everybody else, Avery Bradley, even though he's not in the bubble, but Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis. Oh yeah, Alex Caruso was on last year's team, but uh, and KCP, but Danny Green, all these new pieces, Markeith Morris, all of these new pieces, Deion Waiters. They're new. They're, they're, they're new acquisitions. And LeBron and the chemistry, it just has meshed so perfectly, even to up to this date. It has meshed so perfectly. And on, a, on contrast, on the flip side, I look at the Clippers and I look at Kawhi. Kawhi, when you do the low management crap, when you, you, when you sit out games, it takes away from team chemistry. You can't, you can't build that connectivity. That's all. That's all I be trying to get to. You think you guys think I'm too pro LeBron? So what? So what? That's all I be trying to get to. I'm just trying to convey my point about LeBron as as best as possible. So, in speaking of uh, Game Five is tonight, I just want to touch bases on this real quickly, really quickly. So the Heat lost. La- the Heat, the Miami Heat lost last night. They're still up three two. Um, and the Celtics played really well. They played great defense. They played with great effort. Um, it was just all there from Boston. Plus Miami, they shot six. They shot, I think, the Miami shot six for 36 from the three-point line. No, excuse me. They shot seven for 36 from the three-point line. So it's going to be really difficult in today's NBA to win a basketball game, especially against a team like the Celtics just only making seven three-pointers. It's going to be really difficult. But I, I was thinking about this for tonight's game five against the Lakers and Nuggets. And LeBron, I, I don't think LeBron gets nearly enough credit for being really, 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 really good and unbeatable when in elimination games. 
When LeBron is leading in a series, he he finishes you. Most times they're not. You're as good as dead. Um, and I and I, I respect the Nuggets. I respect their playoff run. Uh, it, it was surprising to most people. I I respect what they have done, and this is a really this team has a really bright future. But they're as dead. They're, they're they're as dead as a chicken in this series. When LeBron has his neck on your when he has your when he has his knee on your neck, <laughs> and I don't I don't mean you know that's no that's in no way. But when LeBron has when he has you dead in the water when you, when he's up. When he's up in the series, LeBron, he finishes, he finishes you off. And I was thinking about that with the Celtics. Because now, with, in, the, in, the, in the Miami and Boston series, now, with Boston winning game five and the series is going to game six, a lot of the pressure has transferred into, onto Miami. Because if Miami... If Miami, all the pressure's on Miami to win this next game. Because if Miami lose this next, and get, if they lose game six on Sunday, oh boy. Oh boy. Game seven, anything can happen. So I think LeBron will be cautious enough. He'll have enough sense. He'll have good sense. He'll have enough sense of awareness of what's at stake. And he'll finish, I think he'll finish the Nuggets off tonight. I think it's going to be very close. Because I don't, the Nuggets don't give up. I think Jamal Murray's going to have a great game. I think Jokic's going to be recharged. But I think LeBron would keep his team focused. I think his team would be focused and dialed in. And I think the Lakers will close out. It'll be a, it's going to be a really competitive game, though. This game's going to be really tight. But I think the Lakers will close out. I think the Lakers will close out. I really do think the Lakers will close out tonight. And in game six... It's a lot of pressure on Miami. It is a lot of pressure on Miami to close out Boston tomorrow because on, on, yeah tomorrow because if they lose tomorrow, boy, we we've seen we've seen some three one comebacks in this postseason already. If Miami loses tomorrow, Game Seven, anything can happen. It's it's everything is up for grabs. Miami doesn't want that, but. I have a good feeling. I have a funny feeling. Miami will probably win tomorrow. But boy, if they don't, it's it's so much pressure on them to close out. <clears throat> okay, so you know what time it is. This is the portion of the episode where I give my top 10 teams. I give you guys my top 10 teams going into this week. Let's start the music. Okay. So at 10... At 10, I got the Raiders. The Raiders, surprisingly, I was wrong about this one. Offensively, they are explosive. Um, I mean, they have so much offensive weaponry on the outside. It is, it is, it's, it's incredible. It's pretty incredible. They are really good offensively. I love what they can do. They're very versatile. They can run the football. They can throw the football. Um, Josh Jacobs and Dern Waller are, 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 they're, they're superstars. They're, they're all pros to be. Dern Waller, he has the second most catches in football. He's a tight end. And, 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 and John, John Gruden lines him up everywhere. By the way, major props to John Gruden and Mike Mayock 
they 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 doing the damn thing in Las Vegas. They're doing the damn thing. Raiders fans should be excited. Derek Carr's actually playing well. Um, good old line play. Now I must say this: their defense is a little sad. It, 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 it's it's questionable. It's questionable. Their defense is very questionable. That's the part I do worry about. Let's see how long this lasts with the Raiders, though. At nine, another surprise. At nine, the New England Patriots. They're better than what I thought. The Patriots are better than what I thought. This works. This Cam Newton thing with Nikhil Hurry and Julian Edelman. Edelman had a career day. I mean, it works. Now, I do think they're limited. I, I do think they have a ceiling. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl, but it's a really good team. It's a top 10 team. Belichick always keeps a good defense. So I, 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 I like this team. Their secondary is outstanding. They have one of the best secondaries in football. Belichick, it, it, defensively, I don't worry about New England because Belichick is always going to have that settled. Offensively, I was worried, though. But this Cam Newton thing, he's healthy. He looks engaged. He, I mean, he, he, he's thrown the ball better. He's much more efficient. This New England, offensively, it works. It works. Um, I do think, it, like I said, I do think they have limitations, but it works. I was wrong. Um, at eight, the Saints. I'm sorry, the Saints. I mean, I mean, you, I, I think they, I think they'll figure it out, but. They they have the work they, they have 160 air yards this year. That's the worst in, in football. That's the worst. Air yards. Yes, I know. It's a weird stat. But they're last in it. They have the worst. They, they're last. They're dead last in air yards. I've been talking about this since last year. Jew Breeze can't stretch the field. The, the Saints can't get cheap touchdowns. They don't get cheap touchdowns. They can't beat you over the top. Get this, the Saints played the Raiders. The Raiders can't can't rush the quarterback for nothing. The Raiders can't rush the quarterback. The Raiders had zero had zero sacks. Breeze still was dumping all to the he was still dinking and dunking. I don't think that works. I hope they figure it out. I know they were missing Michael Thomas, but Michael Thomas, I mean, he's not a great three, he's not a great deep threat. He's more of an underneath guy. So hopefully the Saints figure this thing out. Um, at seven, the Buccaneers. Yeah. At seven, I got the Buccaneers. I think, as I predicted, the Buccaneers' defense has been the story so far. Their defense has been the story so far. This doesn't get talked about enough. But week one, they slowed down Alvin Kamara. Week two, last week, they slowed down Christian McCaffrey. That doesn't get talked about enough. This Buccaneers defense is one of the best run defenses in football. So you can't run the football against this defense. You can't. You can't run the football against this defense. And then offensively, I think they'll get better. I think Offensively, I think they'll get better. Um, Leonard Fournette looks really good. <laughs> Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette looks really, really good, but I think they'll get better offensively. But as I predicted, the defense has been the story so far in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay at seven, by the way. 
At six, I got the Buffalo Bills. This dude, Josh Allen, is playing out of his mind. Josh Allen leads the league in passing yards. He's second in the league in passing touchdowns. The Stephon Diggs acquisition has definitely helped. They're working. It works. That duo works. Why can't Baker and Odell work? I don't know, but that's another story. Also, Sean McDermott, great young coach. He's a great defensive mind. He has done a great job with developing Josh Allen into a more complete quarterback. Um, and I, I'm giving I'm giving Josh Allen a lot of praise because he's been playing well. He had his first two he had his first two 300 yard passing games this year so far. Um, albeit it was against the Jets and the Dolphins, but that's not his fault. Um, Josh Allen, I, I still think he got some loose screws. I still think it can be a little a little loose, but he looks better. He looks better. I want to see Buffalo versus better teams. I want to see Buffalo in a big game, in a primetime game. That's what I want to see. Buffalo at six, though. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia at six. Um, At five, I got the Rams. I got, I got the Rams at five. Now, get this. I, I noticed this. This is the third year in a row that the Rams are starting 2-0. So Sean LeVay, he's an he's a innovative and a crafty play designer. He's an innovator. He's an innovative and a crafty play designer. So it usually takes the league some time to figure out what the Rams are doing. Let's see if this can last. But I think the Rams are very underrated. Uh, their defense is very underrated. Also, Sean McVay, once again, he is elevating Jared Goff. Jared Goff, I think, is a better version of Matt Ryan. But Sean McVay is certainly elevating Jared Goff. Um, offensive line, I think Jared Goff is so much better when he has an offensive line protecting him. He's looked good so far. Um, they, they, they've just, they, they, they've beaten up on the Eagles and the Cowboys. I want to see what the Rams do in week three because this is the third straight year that the Rams have started off 2-0. So, they usually start off quick. Let's see how they finish. Um, at, at four, I'm going to go with the Packers. I, you know, this defense has improved. It's improved. This defense has improved. By the way... The two Aarons, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, are playing phenomenal. Devontae Adams was having a good season. I think he's banged up. I'm not sure if he's playing. I'm not sure if Devontae Adams is playing. But, but get this. The Packers offense line this year, I think this is the best offense line that Aaron Rodgers has had in like the last seven years. I'm not even kidding. His offensive line, I don't think it's getting enough praise. Um, this is the best. This is probably one. This is the best offensive line he's had in like seven years. No, no, no. I'm not even kidding. No cap. I'm not kidding. Uh, but Packers at four. I, 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 you know, let's see if the Packers can. Let's see if they do against the Saints this week. Um, at three, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about the Chiefs, but this is troublesome. I have a stat. 
four of their last five wins, including the postseason and the Super Bowl, four of their last five wins have come from trailing from 10 points or more. So that means they're getting behind in games and they're starting off slow. I don't particularly like that, but they have Patrick Mahomes. They have Andy Reid. They're playing. Maybe it's because they're playing against Boardman. Maybe because they because they, they struggled last week. Mahomes Mahomes struggled a little bit last week, and some of that probably is due to the fact they were probably looking forward to Baltimore. But the Chargers do have a good secondary. But Kansas City at three, at two, the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson. I trust. Let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. Russell what what Russell well Russell Wilson five touchdown passes against a Belichick defense. Show me the just show me the last time a quarterback has has shredded Belichick like that. Russell Wilson, he has great success against Belichick. He has great success against Belichick. Now the reason why I'm hesitant about this Seahawks team. They have given up 800 plus passing yards. That's the they have given up 831 total yards in two games. That is the most in NFL history in the first two weeks. 831 rushing yards. I mean 831 total yards. That is the most in the first two weeks in NFL history. I worry about this defense. They have no pass rush. And they give up too much yardage. They give up way too much yardage. But once again, P. Curl, this is your defense. Just keep letting Russ cook so he can carry you to the back to the promised land. Seahawks at two. At number one. At the number one spot, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Come on. I've, I've had the Baltimore Ravens at number one since last year. I mean, they're, they're, they're just good. They're just too good. Um, they now in all seriousness, they did struggle against. They 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 were they started off slow against Houston last week. They still won by twenty. <laughs> um, but I think they were looking forward to Kansas City. I can't wait for this Monday night game because I think both teams were looking forward to playing against each other and. Both teams struggled last week a little bit. Baltimore started off slow. Lamar didn't play too well. He didn't like. He didn't have like. Lamar didn't have the greatest game. Mahomes didn't have the greatest game. I think they were looking forward to playing each other this week. But I got Baltimore at one. I got Baltimore at number one. Come on. I got the Ravens at number one. Um, the best all-around team. Simple as that. They have the best all-around team in football. Where's the weakness? Please point out the weakness. Where? I got Baltimore at number one. Um, you guys can cut the music. Okay. Um, so in this next segment, in this next segment, I'm gonna talk about two quarterbacks that I really that I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about two quarterbacks. One of those quarterbacks I like, but he's struggling. Another, the other quarterback, I've been highly critical of, but he has he has some really really important games coming up. I'm gonna talk about these two quarterbacks next. Uh, okay, so let's let's shift gears. Um, I got 
two quarterbacks I want to talk about. Two. I got two quarterbacks I want to talk about. One of these guys I'm really high on and I really like, but boy, is he really struggling to start off the season. And then the other quarterback I've been really critical of, uh, I do wish the best for him, but this stretch right here is going to be really critical. Now, let's talk about the quarterback that I really like, because this is going to be quick. I like Carson Wentz, Carson, but Carson Wentz has been struggling. Um, the, the Washington loss, I think I, I kind of find it unacceptable because, and, and I don't want to take anything from Washington because I know you watch, you know, I know y'all Washington fans. Y'all, you, you guys love hitting me up about certain things, but I, I want to give props to Washington. I don't want to take anything away from them because their front seven is really good. Like, that's the best that's the best unit of their team, the front seven. And that's what guided them to that win. Uh, but Philly, Phil, Carson Wentz and the Eagles was up. Well, they were up 17-0 um, going in almost. They was up 17-0 with two minutes left in the first half. And Carson Wentz makes a bonehead turnover, and um, it, he gives he 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 practically gives Washington life. I, I I don't understand it. And then last week you play the Rams. Uh, the Rams are really good, but at home. I, and I and I and I don't I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like I'm making excuses, but I know the I know the Philly their offensive line. Isn't that great? Uh, oh, that it, well, it's pretty good, but they have a lot of injuries. Once again, Philadelphia is injury riddled. They're injury riddled. Um, it, it seems like they're very brittle at, uh, at 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 some positions, and offensive line is one of those positions where they're just very brittle. Uh, the Eagles they they did not expect to be pl- they did not expect to be starting Jason Peters at left tackle. But due to circumstances, they had to. But all of that being said, Carson Wentz, you week three, you are playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I, I praise Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow had, I mean, according to, just in my opinion, I think he has overachieved so far. And he's looked really good. Uh, I didn't think he had looked this good with no preseason and the supporting cat, the lack of supporting cast around him. I didn't think he would look this good. But all that being said, once again, Carson Wentz, if you lose this game, I'm done. I, I'm done. I, 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 I'm done. I mean, I tried, you know, because a lot of you guys wanted me to talk about Carson Wentz because you know I like Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz is struggling. But I got to talk about it. Carson Wentz, you're done. You are done if you lose against Cincinnati. Please don't lose against the Bengals. That's all I have to say. Now for Baker Mayfield. You guys know that I'm very critical of Baker. and But I'm very critical of Baker. I was very critical of Baker last year and the Browns. Not just Baker, but I'm critical of the Browns and Baker. Uh, week one. I talked about Baker, and I think last, I think this past week I talked about Baker. I don't, I'm not sure. I talked about Baker a lot, though. The point is, I'm very critical of Baker, and uh, let's just let's just put it like this: these next few games, the next month of football for Baker is really important. And I'm looking at the next four games. The next, the next four games for Baker 
He has Washington, Dallas, Indianapolis, and Pittsburgh. Let me tell you why these four, these next four games are important. So the Browns, the Browns ownership, they hired Kevin Stefanski, a new coach, and they hired a new GM. Okay? So Kevin Stefanski didn't draft Baker Mayfield. This GM, the, the, the new GM didn't draft Baker Mayfield. I'm going to tell you guys something. As a, as a general manager, in practically in any sport, but in football mainly, because I'm talking about football right here, it's much easier to move off of a player that you didn't draft, that the previous reg- regime drafted. Because Kevin Stefanski didn't want Baker. Like, Kevin Stefanski didn't draft Baker. This, the, 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 the G- this front office for the Browns, this new front office for the Browns didn't draft Baker. So they can easily move off of Baker. They could, e- they could easily bail on Baker Mayfield if he does not play well. And I know you guys are probably wondering, well, why are these next four games important? I'll tell you why they're important. And it's for two reasons. The first reason being, in certain corporations, They tell like they already know they're gonna fire you in advance. Sorry and sorry for the pause for the long pause. But some corporations, some companies that you guys may work for, they know two months in advance if when they're firing you or you know they're gonna keep you. Now obviously if you're good at your job, you have you know, you're not going to, you don't have to worry about job security, but when you're in a peculiar situation, like my guy Baker Mayfield is where the Browns haven't picked up his fifth up his fifth year option. So that's coming up and they're going to have to make a really big decision very soon on whether to pay Baker Mayfield. These next big, these next game, these next few games, these next several games that I have circled, it's really big for my man Baker Mayfield. It's really big. There, there, there's some big, there's some, these are some big games. So the first, re- the first reason why these, are, these games are important, because two months in advance, two months in advance, companies know who they want to get rid of and who they want, and like, who they, it's like a new principle being hired and going to a new school. The principal know, like they they're trying to they're trying to fill out everybody, but the principal know who and who they don't want to keep. Okay, and the second reason that these games are important is because Baker struggles against pass rush. Baker Baker Baker's completion percentage versus pass rush is 35%. He struggles, he struggles majorly versus the pass rush. And why is that so important for these next few games? Well, he's playing Washington, Indianapolis, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and Washington arguably have the best front sevens in football. They arguably have the best pass rushers in football. Actually... 
The Washington football team is first in sacks. The Pittsburgh Steelers are second in sacks. And look at that. The Indianapolis Colts are third in sacks. So you know what that means, right? That means all three of these teams could really rush the quarterback well. And then that Dallas game, that Dallas game, that's a really big game. National television, you're playing the Cowboys, you're playing America's team. It's the Cowboys. And that's a home game for the Cowboys. So Dak usually plays. Dak usually plays. Dak is lights out at home. Like, look at Dak's numbers at home. They're really good. These are four tough games for the, for the Cleveland Browns. And this could either make or break Baker Mayfield. Um, so I'm going to give you guys. Okay, so I got my week three predictions. Week three predictions. It's a lot of good games coming on week three. Uh, let's start at the top. One o'clock game, the Texans versus the Steelers. One o'clock game. This is a home game for the Steelers. Now, I'm going to tell you this, okay? Uh, Houston's going to be really desperate. And we have been, we, to, to, to a certain degree, we have been kind of overcritical. We've been overcritical of Houston. They played against Kansas City and Baltimore. Um, just about every team in the league will lose would lose to Kansas City and Baltimore the way how Houston did. Um, so, so they're going to be desperate. I don't think Houston. I think Houston's mediocre, but Houston's going to be really, really desperate. I don't think this Pittsburgh team is great. I think they're okay. Um, I was surprised that they struggled with Denver um, without Drew Locke, but I th- I don't think Houston's desperation is going to be enough versus this Pittsburgh Stiller defense. Houston struggle Houston struggles on the offensive line and Pittsburgh has a strong D-line. I'm going to take the Steelers to win this game, but I think it's going to be close. I'm going to take the Steelers to win 27 to 26. 27 26 Steelers. Okay, next game on the docket, the Tennessee Titans versus the Minnesota Vikings. This is a one o'clock game. The Titans are three net, the three point favorites. I'm gonna take the Titans because I'm comfortable with the Titans. I'm just more comfortable with the Titans. I know what I'm getting week in, week out on a consistent basis with the Titans. They're gonna be physical. They're gonna play good defense. They're gonna run the football. And Ryan Tannehill, he's go, he's not gonna turn over the ball. He's gonna be quite efficient. Um, might take a couple shots down the field on the play action. With with Minnesota, I don't know what I'm getting on. I'm not, I don't know what I'm getting on a weekend, week out basis with them. I just don't. So I'm gonna take the Titans to win this game in a close one. I'm gonna say 26 to 22 Titans. 26 to 22 Titans. Next game on the docket: the Chicago Bears versus the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the the Falcons surprisingly are three point favorites. They're at home, but I'm taking the Chicago Bears. I like Mitch Trubisky. Uh, well, I like. I like I, I like Matt Nagy. Um, I, I'm not not really huge on Mitch Trubisky. Uh, the Bears' passing offense has struggled all year um, so far, but the Falcons' secondary is weak, and they have they have they have some they have some injuries in the secondary. So I think this would be the perfect opportunity for the Bears to improve that passing game um, offensively. But I, I'm just com- like once again, 
I don't trust Atlanta. How long does Dan Quinn, how long does he last in Atlanta? I'm going to take the Bears to win 24 to 23. This is a close one. Okay, this is a really good game. The Raiders versus the New England Patriots. The Patriots are six-point favorites. This is at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. Um, now, get this. The Patriots are 27-8 and eight after a loss. They're 27-8 and eight after, the, after a loss in the last decade. So, in the last decade, last 10 years, after a loss, the Patriots are 27-8. and eight. So, that, that means they're really good after a loss. <laughs> um, so, with the Raiders, the, this is the problem with the Raiders. Defensively, they give up six yards per play. So that means they're giving up. A, they're giving up a lot of short and intermediate, a, a lot of short and intermediate yardage. Um, they're not. They're not letting teams beat them over the top. Well, what does New England do better than any other team? Practically, intermediate and taking advantage of intermediate routes. So New England, I think, offensively, they're going to be able to move the ball on the Raiders. Now, once again, I like both teams. I like the Raiders and New England. I'm going to pick the Patriots to win this game 30-24. to 24. I think Belichick and that defense with that secondary will do his very best to take away Dern Waller. Dern Waller, is the, is the, he's the Raiders' best pass catcher. Um, and what does Belichick do well? Belichick, Belichick does a great job of taking away your number one option. I think um, I, I like the Raiders. I like both teams and where they're going this season. But I'm going to take the Patriots once again to win 30 to 26. I think I, I think I, I don't think the Raiders will get enough stops um, to win this football game. Next on the docket, the 49ers versus the Giants. This is a throwaway for me. Um, the you know the the, the 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 49ers are still three and a half point favorites. I'm going to take the Niners. Hopefully they don't have as many injuries as they did last week. Um, even though, and they're playing in the same the same stadium at MetLife. So I don't. I, so I, I just hope the I just hope the Forty ers can stay healthy throughout this game. Um, the Giants they have no Saquon Barkley. That's their most explosive player on offense. Um, that's Daniel Jones safety blanket. So I'm I'm go I'm gonna go with the Niners. I think this is an ugly game. Um, Daniel Jones, I don't know what he is as a quarterback. Um, so I'm a, I think this is an ugly game. I'm going to take the Niners to win 20 to 23. I think it's close, but I think the Niners squeak out with the win. Okay. The Cincinnati Bengals versus the Philadelphia Eagles. This is interesting because Cincinnati, Cincinnati, they've been playing really well. Joe Burrow's been playing really well. And this Eagles team has been struggling. I think this Eagles team... They're made with some championship pedigree. This Eagles team, they have they they they, they have played in the postseason. I know they have a lot of injuries. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Philly. Um, I just think Cincinnati's supporting cast isn't that great. Um, I, defensively they give up too much. Defensively, I'm gonna go with Philly. I think this would be the I think this would be a good bounce back game for Philadelphia. They're four and a half point favorites. I'm gonna take Philly to win this game. 31 to 24. 31-24 Philadelphia. Um Washington versus the Cleveland Browns. Now, the Browns are seven and a half point favorites. 
But once again, this is another game that I, I, that I outlined. The, the Washington football team pass rush is really good. Baker struggles against the pass rush. I think this game would be a slugfest. I think this game is going to be one up front. Boy, I think the Browns have more talent offensively, so I think they would squeak by. But I'm going I'm to I'm I'm pick the Browns to win 27-20. to 20. Um, I think they cover, but this is going to be a really ugly game. It's going to be grit. Uh, I just don't think Washington will be able to score enough. Um, okay, another interesting game. The LA Rams versus the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills have a top five offense and a top five defense. That's the, they're the only team in the league that have a top five offense and a top five defense. Um, they the, Also, the Buffalo Bills are great against the run. Lastly, their defense is strong and their defense has their their they only second to a point to opponents points per game. The, the the Buffalo Bills are second to opponents points per game. That's to New England since last year. So, I'm going to take I'm going I'm going to take Buffalo because Josh Allen has been improving and with this with this with this stuff with this tough Bills defense I think it's going to give Jared Goff some problems. I think the Bills win 27 to 21. Next on the docket, the New York Jets versus the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are 11 and a half point favorites. Good God. Okay. I'm going to take the Colts to win this football game. They're at home. Uh, the Jets, I don't love their offensive line. It's a young offensive line going up against a really good and talented front seven. Uh, I think the Jet, I think the Colts will be able to. They'll be able to dominate this game up front. I think they'll win this game. They should win this game. Uh, I'm gonna take the Colts to win thirty to seventeen. Thirty to seventeen Colts. Um, next game on the docket: the Carolina Panthers versus the L.A. Chargers. The Panth- um the Chargers are six and a half point favorites. The Panthers are they were out their best player. On offense, Christian McCaffrey. So I'm going to take the Chargers to win this game. I think Justin Herbert is starting. I like what I saw from Justin Herbert. I really did. I really like what I saw from Justin Herbert to, 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 be, to, to be put under the under center like five minutes before tip-off or, or, or before kickoff, rather. Um, it, it was, it, that, was, that was a great sight to see. So this will be a second home game. I'm going to take the Chargers to win. 32 to 20, 32 to 20 Chargers. Um, next game, the Detroit Lions versus the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I'm really high on I'm really high on Arizona. I love Jim. I, 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 I love what um Kyler Murray has been doing so far this year. Uh the, the Cardinals are five and a half point favorites. I'm gonna take the points. Uh I think I think Arizona covers the spread. Uh we, we, with Detroit, they have they have their secondary is just poor. Their secondary has a lot of injuries. Uh, um, it's young and it's just inexperienced. Young, inexperienced in a, in, in an injury riddled secondary. They do get Kenny Galladay back, so that will help the, the it will help the Lions offense. But I'm gonna take the Cardinals to win this game, thirty five. 35 to 27. I'm going to take the Cardinals to win. Um, four o'clock game, America's game of the week. 
the Dallas Cowboys versus the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are fi- they're five point favorites. Um, this game is at Seattle. Um, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a shootout because the Cowboys defensively they 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 can't rush the passer and their secondary is horrible. And the Seahawks the Seahawks have been they they have given up a record a record setting uh, number of yards in the first two weeks of a football season. Um, they've, they've given up so many, they've given up 831 yards. That is, that is, a that is record setting. Um, I, the Seahawks, they can't generate a pass rush, so they can't rush the quarterback. I think both quarterbacks will have good games. I think Russell Wilson, we already know what we're going to get from Russell with Dak. I think Dak is going to have a pretty good game, but I'm going to go with the Seahawks to win this game 38 to 34, 38 to 34. I'm going to take the Seahawks a lot of points in this game. It's, it's going to be a lot of points. This game is going to be fun to watch. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Denver Broncos. The Buccaneers are six-point favorites. I like the sound of that. Now, Denver just can't score without Drew Locke. They have no Drew Locke. Drew Locke got hurt. Denver is 3-8 and eight with, without Drew Locke. And they only have nine touchdowns to seven interceptions without Drew Locke. That that's just that's just that's 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 horrible. That's bad. Um, they just can't they they just can't generate enough points without this kid. Um, so I think Tampa Bay's Tampa Bay's defense have been the story of the year. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna continue to be the story so far until this offense f- gets it clicking fully. Um, the Broncos I had this circled as a upset, but the Broncos have way too many injuries. I'm going to take Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game 28-16. to 16. Um, Sunday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers versus the New Orleans Saints. The Packers, oh well, the Saints are three-point favorites. Okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the underdog on this one. I'm going to take the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has been playing lights out. As I mentioned, as I mentioned in my top 10 teams, the Packers offensive line. This Packers offensive line is probably the best offensive line Aaron Rodgers has had in the last seven years. I, I kid you not. I swear to God. This is probably the best offensive line he has had in the last seven years. Uh, I'm gonna I think both I think Aaron Jones is gonna have a good day um on the ground and throughout the air and catching and catching the football. I don't think the Packers have Devontae Adams. So that might that might be a little might be a little worrisome, but I'm gonna take the Packers to win this game, 31 to 28. I think the Saints do try to bounce back, but um, no Michael Thomas, um, an improved Packers secondary. I think I I I got the Packers winning this game, 31 to 28. Monday Night Football. This is practically the game of the year. The two best teams in the AFC. The Kansas City Chiefs versus the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are three and a half point favorites. I'm gonna take the Baltimore Ravens. I'm hu- I'm huge on this Ravens team. Um, this is the first time that Lamar and Patrick Mahomes are playing, and Lamar's at home. The 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 the, the first two times that that these two quarterbacks have played, it's been at Arrowhead. But actually, Kansas City they have to travel. To Baltimore, and Baltimore has the home field advantage. Uh, I don't think Baltimore would have fans, so I don't think that would matter. But Baltimore, 
they're the more complete. I think they're the more. I think they're the more complete team. Um, Kansas City has struggled the last few games. They've been trailing in games. I think Baltimore. Um, I think Baltimore's gonna be. Able, they're gonna be able to run the football in Kansas City. I think Baltimore is gonna have success running the football. I'm gonna take the Baltimore. I'm gonna take the Baltimore Ravens to win this game. I think it's gonna be. T- I think it's gonna be tough though. It's gonna be a very close game. This is probably gonna be the best game of the weekend. Uh, it's it's up there certainly. I'm gonna take the Ravens to win this game, thirty one to twenty eight. Thirty one twenty eight Ravens. That's what I'm going with. Thirty one twenty eight Ravens. This is probably the game of the week. By the way, I did really good on my on my week my week two predictions, guys. I did really good. I only I only, only got three games wrong. I did really good in my week two predictions. Hopefully this pans out the same way. Um, and I think this is going to wrap there. Yeah, this is going to wrap it up. So thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast, the IKP. You guys have been tremendous um, throughout the pandemic. Uh, I, I, I'm thinking about doing, I'm thinking about doing, some people keep texting me. I'm thinking about doing a giveaway because you guys have been so tremendous Throughout the pandemic, we got the NBA back. The NBA playoffs have started, or you know when when they started. You guys still click, click, click. The NFL season has started. The uh, college football season has started. MLB, MLB playoffs is around, like literally around the corner. You guys have stayed steady and strong. Thank you guys for continuing to sticking with sticking there with me. You guys are really doing a good job with spreading the podcast and getting the word out there. Thank you, guys. Um, keep clicking. Keep clicking. You guys are doing a great job at that. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. I, I, I catch you guys later. Always remember, two choices, one decision, and I am out. Deuces. Peace.